Throughout human history, societies have grappled with fundamental questions of how to organize themselves. Government does nothing as well or as economically as the private sector of the economy. Tech companies are actually taking over the world, and they're doing it with our government's help. But there also seems to be a growing awareness that they have become so big that they have too much power now. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and is gravely to be regarded. There's a hidden goal driving the direction of all of the technology we make. For well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that combines military, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific, technological elite. People all over this country are wondering whether or not this great country is evolving into an oligarchic society. This alternative vision argues that ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs, that order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereignty. Now we can see a new world coming into view, a world in which there is a very real prospect of a new world order, and today that new world is struggling to be born, the dream of a new world order. Hello and welcome to the Our Foundations podcast. My name is Joshua. I will be your host for one of the last episodes in this interim series in between seasons. And this particular episode will be on creating a local agorist meetup group. And this is something that I have recently done, as well as something that I have talked about on the podcast as being important, making local connections, these types of things. And so I wanted to share my personal experience in setting this up and how that has gone and what that looks like and these types of things with all the research that I have done and all the stuff I've dug into and especially the things that I've gotten into more recently, such as homesteading, like I talked about in the previous episode, I have realized that there is a huge importance in having local connections and really applying agorism to our daily lives and putting it into action ourselves. That's a step that I believe is missing a lot, especially when you get into these libertarian circles and the anarcho-capitalists and uh, different groups of different denominations, so to say. They can often get pretty deep into the philosophy and the history and the conspiracy conspiracy and discuss this stuff a lot and debate it and really dig into the research, all these kinds of things. But I have found that often there is a lack of action in implementing the, uh, what I would say, quote, solutions could be, and that would be agorism. And so even though agorism might be covered by these people, they might be aware of these things in most of these groups, especially I would say the libertarians and the anarchists. But still, I find that often I don't really hear much about that being applied. And so that's an aspect that I wanted to make sure that I applied myself and I've really been focusing on over the past probably six months, really, um, probably a little longer than that overall, but very seriously in the past six months or so, and something that I want to then relate to you all. I will start off by giving the normal caveat I have done in this series, most of the time at least, that this is a break in between season two and season three. This is a series of episodes that basically hits on topics that I find interesting 
saying, uh, stating my opinions, these types of things, and it is not part of the more structured, typical style that I do for the seasons of the podcast. So uh, just keep that in mind. It is different. These uh, episodes are definitely different. With that, there were two episodes that I did. There was a predictions episode and then an update to the predictions episode where I also talked about social cycle theories. And I believe that was a a very interesting show. But the, the point is that there are some things that I mentioned on those predictions episodes that I am seeing some examples of already, and it has only been about a month or so. And so with that, the two that are really hitting home for me, uh, number one is one that really hit home for me because all of a sudden I didn't really have good cell phone service. My service just went out a few days ago, and I wasn't really sure what was going on, didn't make a whole lot of sense. And I had actually gotten this notification on my phone that I went over my data plan. And so I wondered if they were like cutting off my cell service because I went over the data plan trying to encourage me to upgrade or something like that. And uh, that did not end up being the case. It ended up being that there was an explosion at an AT&T building in Nashville and that set off a lot of stuff all around the Southeast in general. And it really messed, especially with the cell phone connections and cell phone service and that type of thing. And my issues that I had noticed were related to that. Now, why I bring this up is because the main points that I made predictions on in those episodes were, well, number one, I would say the whole uh, agenda of having a dark winter and a great reset and that whole agenda, as well as cyber attacks and domestic terrorism being the new boogeyman and the new big threat and event that is going to happen. That's something that I have called for for a while, that there'll be an I-911, something related to the internet, but a a big event that'll hit and it'll lead to a regulated internet and these types of things. Uh, But in the predictions episode, I specifically mentioned that, that uh, number one, cyber, number two, domestic terrorism. Those are the two things that will be on the rise. Those are the top stories of 2021. And sure enough, it turns out that this bomb went off and it destroyed cell phone service and a lot of these connections. And that's something I mentioned, that it would either be related to the grid and electricity or the internet or something related to that. And that is what happened. And who did it? Oh, it was an alt-right domestic terrorist. At least that's what they're saying now. It's only been a few days. So who knows what that'll end up being. But it it does... It it was interesting when that came out. It's not like I would want that to happen by any means. But to be talking about those types of things and then have something hit like a month later, I felt that that was at least worth mentioning. Also, the stage has been set for larger cyber threats with the solar winds hack. And so if you look into that, and I will let you do that on your own if you're not familiar with it, but basically it has created the potential for some major cybersecurity issues where major corporations and even state actors are now potentially vulnerable to some pretty big cyber attacks that could be coming down the line. And so they don't know for sure what the damage is or what the potential damage could be. But basically, the stage has been set. We are already starting to see these themes start to carry out. And again, I'm sticking with it that those are the main themes of 2021. It is the dark winter, COVID crisis, 
turning into the Great Reset, and it is cybersecurity and domestic terrorism and extremists, domestic extremists, as the top stories and themes for 2021. Now, to get back to what I started off this episode with, uh, the local groups related to agorism, as I was getting into these types of subjects myself and wanting to apply this stuff, I started off with myself. And I went over a lot of that related to homesteading in the previous episode and all the different steps I took in getting animals and building out gardens and doing perennials and fruit trees and the pond and all the different stuff. That is an aspect of me trying to apply these things in my own life and live this stuff out. And so another aspect of that, and I would say probably the other most important aspect of agorism is local connections and building local relationships with other like-minded people that are wanting to do these same types of things. I have looked for a while for groups in my area related to everything from libertarianism to philosophy to political theory to agorism to anarchism, like all of these kinds of things that I've been interested in and really hadn't found anything, really. And so I realized that if I wanted something like that, I would have to do it myself. Now, I don't live in a huge city, but I do live in the outskirts of a decent-sized city that has a lot going on, but these things just aren't some of those things that are going on, at least not that I have found. Now, I did find a few years ago a blockchain meetup group, and that was very cool. I ended up joining that, and uh, through the course of the downturn in the cryptocurrency markets after the 2017 gigantic bull run, the attendance of the group really started to drop off, and it got to where I ended up being the main organizer for the group, and now me and probably four or five other guys get together uh, pretty regularly on a monthly basis. There's generally, again, about four or five of us, and we discuss all things related to blockchain and cryptocurrencies especially, but also the markets in general and federal policy and things like this that are related to the subjects of cryptocurrency and blockchain and that kind of stuff. So that is a group that I have experience with. I've been doing for a few years and I really enjoy. It's really cool to have some local people that are into these things, to discuss these things with people that know what they're talking about and be involved with them in these types of things. So I already knew that there was a lot of potential to be gained from having a group like this. And I could only imagine the potential that there is for a group when you get into something like agorism that is all about interacting with other people and making local connections and doing things together. So I started off with the Freedom Cell platform. That is something that you have probably heard of before if you're into podcasts such as this one and others like it. I had heard the main founders interviewed on multiple other podcasts. I think Freeman Beyond the Wall, probably Tom Woods' show. I think even the Corbett Report did an interview. A lot of different shows have interviewed these people and highlighted this platform. And basically, Freedom Cells is a platform that's built around this idea of building local groups, and they call them cadres. And the idea would be that you build a local group, a local cadre of roughly eight people or so, something where it's big enough where you have quite a few participants, but it's not so big that people get lost in the crowd and don't get to really know each other all that well. And 
so you have this small local group. Then you have other small local groups in your general area, and they can coordinate together. And so you have one small group located in this town, another in this town 30 minutes away, and they can coordinate with each other. And then maybe you have regional connections where, say, the groups around Nashville, for example, can have a meetup or have connections or trade with the cadres in Memphis or something a few hours away. And so there is this system and this network, this decentralized network that then gets built out if you have these things starting to start up in different areas around the country and around the globe. And so you have this bottom-up approach. It should remind you of when I've talked about Rojava. I did some episodes on that back in season one. And this bottom-up approach of having these localized groups and doing things on a local level and building that up to a more regional level, it's basically the same concept from that standpoint, at least. And so that's what the Freedom Cell Network is. That's the platform. You can get on there. You can create a group. You can search for other people in your local area. You can join another group. And it's just a platform where you can do that and join with other like-minded people and get something going. Now, when I really looked into this, there wasn't a group in my area, and I didn't even think about starting one at first. And then probably a month, two months, three months later, I decided that that's something I should do. I should at least start a group, even if it's just this random online platform. Maybe no one will join. Who knows? But if there happens to be other people in my area that go looking for something like this... I would like them to find, hey, there's at least somebody in my area that's interested in agorism and these types of philosophies. And so they would be aware of that. Because a lot of times, if you search for something in your area, you don't get any results. You just assume that there really isn't much going on in that area. But there might be many other people. Maybe there's a few dozen people that have looked for the exact same thing, looking for the exact same results. They don't see anything, and therefore they just assume there isn't much going on. And so to prevent this from happening in my area, I went ahead and started a group. So I set up a group on the Freedom Cells platform, and to my surprise, there have been many people that have joined up. I probably started this group, I don't know, a month ago, two months ago, something like that. I don't really know for sure, but it's fairly recent. And there are 40 to 50 people that have signed up on the group. Now, I don't know because this is a typical internet platform thing. I don't know how many of those people are truly local, at least according to the map on that page. Most of them are not, or at least a lot of them are not. But there are plenty of people that are local. And some are local as in a few hours away. And others are local as in 15 minutes away from me. And it kind of spans that gap there. But I'll talk about some of the people that... I have actually met through doing this. But that's one side of things. The group that I had started on the Freedom Sales Network, basically an online presence to get things going. Another side that I had was that I had been trying to discuss the idea of agorism and talk with other people that are interested in these fields myself. And so I have met a few other people locally that are into the same kinds of things. Now, oftentimes, people that are into, say, homesteading aren't necessarily into agorism and probably had never heard of it before, but there's a lot of overlap there. So that's an angle that I'm trying to work on that I haven't really hit yet, but that is definitely 
definitely a potential that's out there. But I have met a few people that are into these kinds of things, and that has really helped as well. So through those meetings, I have one guy that I work with loosely, and I have another guy that I had met through him, actually, who goes to our local farmer's market and actually went over to his place one time, probably a year ago or so, and slaughtered chickens with him. They were processing chickens and asking for volunteers, and it's basically a learning opportunity where you can learn how to do it. And in exchange, they get free labor. And it's not necessarily free because they do uh, give out a chicken or two chickens or something for your troubles. And so that was pretty cool. I got to learn how to do that and process chickens and see their setup and all this kind of stuff, but meet the people as well as a couple that was doing it. And then turns out a year later, I end up meeting up with this guy again, and he ends up kind of joining this group that we are building out, at least to some degree. And so that was another local connection and then had a third connection of someone that basically was a friend of a friend that ended up being really interested in these types of things. And so that was pretty cool. So I've got a few local connections. I've got the Freedom Cell Network that I had started a group on and turned out to have some local people that are interested on there. And then I also did a post on Reddit for my local subreddit in my area and got a few people that were interested on that platform as well. And that was something I had to be a little more touchy on because my area gets pretty liberal, at least on the subreddit. And so I definitely didn't want to use the inflammatory words of libertarian or anything like that. That would not have gone over very well. But they at least could get on board with things like homesteading and creating your own things and separating from the system and self-sufficiency and self-reliance. These types of things sound better, especially in that context. So that's more what I focused on. But I did get a few people that were interested there. We will see. One of them might be coming to the next meeting. So that's pretty cool. Now, with all of this, I decided to go ahead and have a meetup. It was something I wanted to get in before the holidays really set in because then you know nothing's going to happen until probably after the New Year's. And it was hitting that time as early to December, let's say late November, somewhere around there. I don't really remember. But I decided to go ahead and have a meetup, set it up. And who knows, maybe two people will come, maybe 20 people will come. There's no telling. But I set it up and ended up getting nine people total. Now, there were really, I guess, technically seven people and two of them had their significant others with them. But that was the group in our first meeting. And so far, that's the only meeting we've had. So this is a very new group, and I am sharing the experience that I have had thus far. I am not sharing this giant success story where we built out all these networks of different cadres in the areas, and we're doing all these cool things. We haven't gotten there yet, and hopefully we will. Maybe we won't. Who knows? But this is where we are now, and I thought that it was something that you might be able to relate to more if you yourself are not in a group like this or do not know of a group like this in your area, you can see that me, I am just a guy. I have no local merit whatsoever when it comes to these types of things. I have no local following or anything like that. I am just a random guy that started this group and something is becoming of that. And that's something that any of us can do in our area. So that's why I want to share this is to kind of show how how this is going and how this is turning out. And it's, it's really cool. And so I want to share that with you guys who have similar views as me and probably have some similar needs of having some local connections 
episodes. For our first meeting, we ended up just meeting at a local restaurant that was close by me personally, so that was pretty nice. But we also have some people that are, at least if you put me at the epicenter, we have a few people that are roughly 40 minutes away or so, a little less than an hour, and we have others that were five minutes up the road from me. And so the area that I live in is roughly a central meeting zone that works fairly well for everyone. Again, a 45-minute drive is not ideal for anybody, but it's doable. It's not horrible. You do that once a month. That's not that big of a deal. And so that's what we did. We met at a restaurant. I did not know most of the people that came, but I did know two of the guys at least. There was the guy that I processed chickens with and the guy that I loosely work with. Then there was the other guy that I had heard of through other local connections. And so those were kind of three people that I knew locally and personally, so to say, through personal connections, at least. And then the rest of the people, there were, I guess, four people, roughly, that came from the Freedom Cell platform and the online presence. And so, obviously, I'd never met any of these people before. So what I want to do now is give you an example of who came, just so you can get a feel for how this kind of turned out at our first meeting. And it it turned out pretty cool, I think. So I'll give the different people various code names, so I'm not releasing anybody's personal information here, but let's say that the first person that came was Jerry. Now, Jerry is someone that has a garden. He has ducks and chickens. He's into cryptocurrencies and into podcasts. So that's a pretty good hit on most of the things that I'm into as well. We also had a guy, let's call him Abe, and he is into 3D printing. He's into cryptocurrencies as well, also into podcasts podcast and especially had been really digging the recent series on Freeman Beyond the Wall where he had been talking with Vin Armani about the Dim Age. That's something I've referenced before in this podcast as well and some of those more philosophical episodes. So that was kind of cool to talk about a little bit. The next person was, let's say, Kyle. And he was pretty interesting because turns out that he knew Konkin, Samuel Edward Konkin III, who coined the term agorism. He apparently knew Konkin back in California, kind of after Konkin had done a lot of his earlier, more major work. And they hung out and had beers together and were involved in some of the same groups, did some activism together and this kind of stuff. So it was really interesting to hear about that, to hear about Konkin and who he was and some of his ideas and the personal connection there. Then the next person we will call Randy. He has a farm, he has chickens and does fruit and berries and such. He is someone that considers himself a major reader. He enjoys reading all different kinds of stuff and seemed pretty well read as well. I think he has had some connections with the Libertarian Party specifically. He's into guns and self-defense and these types of things. He had some really good points and really good comments that he brought up about uh, more of the philosophy and history side of things related to, let's say, libertarianism loosely. The next person would be, we'll call him George. George has gardens. He is getting back into chickens, or at least wants to get back into chickens. He's had them in the past. He is also a reader and also does listen to some podcasts. He mentioned Jordan Peterson was one that he listened to a lot or read a lot. I'm not sure which, but he was into Jordan Peterson in some way or another. And he also brought up the social cycle theory of the fourth turning from Neil Howe, which is also something 
something I've brought up on this podcast before that I thought was very interesting. So we got to talking about social cycle theory some as well. He is a Christian and so comes from some of his beliefs from that religious standpoint. Then we had someone else, we'll call him Matt. He was very into local community and building local relationships and bartering. He wants to start rabbits. He's in the process of building rabbit houses. Him and his wife, can. They've canned meat as well as fruit and other things. They've made a batch of soap and they're doing all kinds of things like this, basically trying to be more self-sufficient and trying to find other people where each person can have their own niche and they can all participate and share and trade with one another. And he feels very strongly about doing this on a very local level. That was pretty much our group. We talked about politics, philosophy, COVID response, social cycle theory, 1984, the book. Um, We gave introductions with all of us. We exchanged phone numbers to make sure that we were able to communicate with one another in a different manner than just online. We also decided that we did want to meet again next month and make this a monthly deal. So the plan is for us to have monthly meetings once a month. We already have our next meeting planned for a few weeks from now at the same place at roughly the same time, hopefully roughly the same people plus some. And a few days after this meeting, we had one of the guys set up a Discord server. And so now we are kind of building that out and creating the different channels and the chat rooms and these types of things. Discord is something I've used before multiple times, but I'm not extremely familiar with. So I'm trying to familiarize myself with that even more. So now we also have this communication platform that I would say is a much better way to communicate with people than the Freedom Cells network and their platform online. Not that it's necessarily a bad one. It's just not very good for that purpose. And it's not quite as private, so to say. So the Discord server, I think, will work very well for us for a platform for chatting with one another, as well as setting up meetings and communicating and these kinds of things. So that's something that we have done since then. Now, our overall goal is to build a network of local connections and local relationships so that we can all participate in these ideas of agorism and self-reliance and such. Now, like I said, there are a few people that live up to an hour away or a little less, as well as some that live five minutes up the road from me. And so I think the overall ideal would be that this group is kind of the more general group for our area that will be more of a macro discussion-based group that we also do discuss the applied agorism and how we're going to trade with one another and help each other out, these types of things. I think that will still be a big deal, but I think that this group will be a more broad group, a more regional group, and then we will ideally have more localized groups where it's people that live within, say, 15 to 20 minutes of each other, and there might only be eight people total, so to say, and we can do things on a more local level where we are very close by. We can get to know those people a little more, and it would just be a lot more practical to do things with one another and help one another, do projects together, these kinds of things, if we are that close in proximity. And so that's more my ideal, at least, is that we have these hyper 
more localized groups that are smaller. We have this main group that is roughly regional, let's say less than an hour away, all the participants, and most probably more like 30 minutes away or so. Then this more broad group would be roughly more discussion-based, I would say, a more discussion-based meetup with these more broad agendas and these types of things, which also is something that is very important. I would guess that most of you have had some similar experiences as I have had where your family and friends probably don't want to hear much about anything related to political philosophy or conspiracies and corruption or history from that perspective or anything like that because probably when you first started learning about these things, you were very excited, very interested, and very open to sharing about these things and people got tired of it. That does tend to happen. And so with that... It is very important to have people that you can actually openly talk to about these things that actually know the same types of things and you can learn from as well as learn with as well as talk to about all of these types of topics. That is something that is very valuable and important. I have realized that in my cryptocurrency group as well, where I don't have really anybody that's into that that I am very close with, my close family and friends, those aren't interests that they have. And so having that outlet is extremely important. I have this outlet of this podcast, which also helps out a lot. But having that on a personal level is a really big deal. And so that's more what I envision the broad monthly meetup group to be, more discussion-based, but also talking about our plans and how we are going to set up our different situations. We've got the one guy that is proficient to some degree, at least, I don't know how much, in 3D printing. We have some guys that are proficient in tech. We have some people that have everything from a working farm to having gardens in their backyard. And so we all have things that we can offer one another. We all have these niches that we can fill. And if it came down to it and there were issues in our area, say supply chain issues or drastic lockdowns or who knows what, if there's some bad situation that goes down, even just natural disaster, who knows what, we have people that we can call up that we can or meet up with. And we know that they are prepared in this specific area and they have skills in this specific area. And so if we know that with a dozen people, a few dozen people, then we are in a much more stable position, a much greater agorist position where we have these local connections and can do things for one another and with one another and trade and provide for each other, these types of things. So that's really cool. And then my ideal, at least, is to have the more hyper-localized cadres to meet up once a month at least as well, but with that focus to be more on doing projects together and doing trade, something that's a little more closely knit. So maybe they will meet at each other's houses or something. And let's say we build rabbit houses for the one guy or people come over to my house and we plant a bunch of fruit trees in the spring or whatever the case may be. But we do that and we also plan with each other locally and say, hey, I'm going to grow extra green beans this year and you grow extra tomatoes and you grow extra this or that. And then we know that so-and-so is going to be providing me with tomatoes and this person is providing me with green beans and I am growing some extra cucumbers and I'm going to provide them with these. So then we have an aspect of specialization where we each know something that does very well in our soil or in our gardens or that we've had really good experience with and we'll grow extra of that thing that we do very well 
and then the other people will do extra of the thing that they do very well. And we can take advantage of these specializations and this division of labor without doing it on a larger scale where we then just become reliant on the big corporations and the big box stores and these types of people, but rather we're doing it on a localized, decentralized level. That is pretty much all that I have to say about that. That wraps up where we are now as far as my group is concerned and the things that I've done personally. Hopefully that story gives you some encouragement to do something similar on your own, maybe some ideas. I am still debating on what to do for the next episode. I am actually leaning towards doing something that I think some people will not enjoy very much, and that would be an attack on libertarianism and anarcho-capitalism and talking about how those things correspond so well to Fabian socialism and technocracy and these types of more globalist, nefarious agendas by the corporate elites and these types. While I have many agreements with libertarian and especially anarcho-capitalist philosophy, I am not completely on board with either one of those things, nor am I completely on board with just about anything. And so, although I have covered all of those things from a very positive light in this podcast, in this show as a whole, I think I should address these more negative aspects that I don't really hear anybody talking about very much. But I I see that there are some definite connections here. I have heard little hints from different people that I listen to that kind of hint at some of these issues that I'll be bringing up. And so that is my rough plan, at least. Obviously, I have not written out an outline for that, and I have not made any plans for that quite yet. I am not even sure 100% that that's what I will do. But that is what I would like to do for the next episode. And that might wrap up this series. I'm trying to get an interview with two other people. I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not. I am not the largest show on the interwebs, and so I do not have a whole lot of pull, but maybe they will be interested in coming on and I can provide you with what I think would be very good interviews and more good content before getting into season three. Now, I have dug into the beginning of season three, what I'm going to do for that, how I'm going to lay that out, and that is something that I am definitely excited about. That is up and coming, and I will talk about that more. Maybe I'll do an episode to kind of introduce Season 3 and what that'll be about and a more solid format for that. I kind of introduce those ideas after Season 2 to some degree, and so I'll get into that a little more and jump into Season 3 sometime in the very near future. So it probably will turn out to be, I guess, like it did last year, where I wrapped up a season at the end of the year and started a new season after January 1st, and that works out really well. So that's probably what I will do again this year. I would like to say thank you, as always, to you, the listener, and anyone who has shared this podcast with others and given a positive word-of-mouth review, as well as positive reviews on various podcasting platforms and websites. I greatly appreciate that. I appreciate anybody who has left a rating or a review, and anybody who has gotten in contact with me personally. Always feel free to send me an email about just about anything, and I'm also available on on Twitter. Feel free to send me messages or tweet at me on there. I am not extremely active. I am not much of a Twitter personality, but I do enjoy being on there if you're into 
funny memes or interesting quotes or content related to the things I discuss on this podcast, then you might enjoy following our foundations on Twitter. And that would be at Foundations PC. Maybe PC stands for podcast. Maybe it is a satirical nod to being politically correct. I really don't know. Maybe, and this is what I think it is, it is a double meaning that means both of those things at the same time. So that is the Twitter handle, Foundations PC. The website is also linked in the show notes. Feel free to visit that. I have a page that covers COVID-19 information from a perspective that the mainstream news is not highlighting quite as much, but also is a perspective that is not saying that it's all a big hoax and don't worry about it. It is what I believe to be fairly balanced information, scientific research and studies, these types of things, charts, graphs, data, all of these things related to mainly masks and lockdowns, but some about the virus as a whole, responses as a whole. I might have some vaccine stuff up there. I don't think I have much, but I might have some. Check it out if you think you might be interested. I also have various resources that I use on the website listed there, and I have not updated that in quite a while. So I have quite a few books I need to add on there, some podcasts I need to add on there, and some other things. There are other pages on the website that you can look at a little bit about myself personally, some other things about the podcast and outline that I finally updated, even though I was a year late on getting to that. But there is a more updated outline that's listed. I've got a list of appearances that I've made on other shows that I also need to update because I recently did the appearance on the Conspiracy or Just a Coincidence podcast, and I don't have that up. I also don't have that up there for patrons either. So if you have subscribed on the Patreon platform and you are a patron, Thank you very much, number one. I greatly appreciate that. That is awesome. You are paying for this podcast. So thank you. You are paying for not only hosting this show, but also some of the resources that I use specifically through my Audible membership that you guys are paying for. So thank you again for that. That is greatly appreciated. But I will say that I do not have the audio for that appearance I made on the Patreon page yet. You have a personal private podcast feed on the Patreon platform, and I've added all the other appearances and interviews that I've done on there, but I haven't updated that with the newest one. I will put that up there hopefully sometime in the next few days, so be looking out for that if you are interested. Also, if anybody has ever donated any cryptocurrency to me, I have the digital wallet addresses listed in the show notes, but I don't know if anybody has. Actually, I take that back. There is someone who has contributed Nano to me, and I set up a Nano wallet specifically for that reason. And thank you very much to you if you are still listening to this podcast. That was a while ago. But if anybody else has donated, especially if you are interested in donating monthly and supporting the show, maybe you don't want to support the Patreon platform or don't want to pay for the cut that they take, or maybe you just like cryptocurrency, you want to be anonymous, who knows what. But if you do that, let me know. I would just like to know in general, but also I would like to get you involved in any of the perks that you may be entitled to. So just let me know. And that's all I have. So I'm out. Peace. This has been another episode of Our Foundation's podcast. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye.